What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, November 28th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. Greg, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was good. It was in Chicago. It was stressful bringing a baby all the way over there, first right? First time. Yeah, first, first time, time Benny, Benny in Chicago. First time Benny went to Portillo's. First time he met a lot of the extended family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time he, he rode a horse. First time he rode a horse? I mean, we put him on top of it. Did he ride? You know, arguably. But he petted the horse and got on top of the horse. You know, okay. I have photos of him on a horse. He's going to get a great time. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean? But he got the flights. He got the thing. He got the naps. He got the wake windows, the food, the snacks, oh, all the, the stuff. Wake windows. We mailed all. It's, you know, it was a, it was a thing. But it was good. It was, it was nice. What he did is you, always was complaining your? about my wake windows. You are, you, I mean, you've changed a lot. I have changed a lot. It used to be on the weekends you'll sleep to like one in the afternoon. Can't do it. I tried, Greg. I tried this weekend. Like legitimately, I was like, yeah. I'm not getting out of bed until noon. Yeah. I was out of bed at like 9.30. Got to work in the yard. Got to mow the grass. Got to do, got to yeah. yeah, work in the yard. Here's the thing I want to talk about. <laughs> and I know you've probably talked about it on some uh, Star Wars in review. Probably. Oh, is the lightsaber real? Is it fake? Was it in his mind? Yeah. Nobody fucking knows. It's mm-hmm. what's happened on Endor. Endor. I keep saying, you like, Endor. if you guys like Star Wars, Star you should Wars watch show. Endor. I didn't, I'm like, I didn't like, I didn't like the Ewoks. I don't need a whole yeah, exactly. nine episodes about uh-huh. it, but I appreciate it. Can we talk How about? How have I not heard a single person make that joke? Oh Good no, there is someone legit in our comments. Uh, I remember when you and I did the trailer reactions for like the final, like really hype trailer, and someone was like, "Why does Barrett keep saying Endor? The show is about Cassie." And I was like, "Andor is his last name." They unironically thought I was saying Endor. That's the great. I love it. Your outfits have been so on point since Studio Launch. Thank you. And they, I, I'm, I appreciate that you haven't lost it. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? You still are dressed into the nines every day. They said that I would. They said that I didn't have it anymore, that yeah. I didn't got the stuff. The but, Greg, two things happened. Two amazing things happened in my life. Well, I don't even want to set it up that way because I was about to say the pandemic. Oh, the pandemic. <laughs> what an amazing time for all of us. What an amazing no, time for all no, of us. But what that allowed is since we were working from home, I didn't stop buying clothes the way that I've always bought clothes, which uh, is not often, uh, but – I'm still, you know, I used to do my, you people do back to school shopping. I would do my E3 shopping where it's like every year for E3, I would get a couple new outfits. I'm like, cool. This is going to like help me ride out the year or whatever. Sure. Still did that. We had three E3s. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. technically we did, but you get what I'm saying. Sure. Seasons, summer game fest, whatever the hell. So I still got a bunch of clothes on top of that. I, I purged a lot of my closet nice. and, and uh, for over the, over the, the, the course of the work from home um, era. And I kept a lot of clothes that I'm like, I like these. But like, I've never been able to fit them. Yeah. There's no chance. It's yeah, like yeah. the. It's not even so much the dream the clothes as much as it was just like the. I'm, I'm, I like them and I want to. You know, we'll figure it out. And then I just lost all this weight. Now I get to wear all those clothes. I'm back. Now I get to also have a reason to dress up from the waist down. Sure. And I'm like, oh, I'm about to go fucking hard. I have all these Jordans that I've never got to match with. Now I get to match, baby. Oh, Let's fucking do it. Look at that. Thank little you. Purple, little purple. Thank you. Anyway, I appreciate that, and I'm having a lot of fun. I'm glad you are. And I have a lot more outfits, everybody. So strap in. We have a lot more news, everybody. Stuff like Pokemon and Scarlet, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet breaking sales records, a new alien game, and so much more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news need know about. If you like that, be part of the show for free 
at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD with your questions, comments, and concerns. Of course, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. On patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can get each and every episode of the show ad-free. You can get it as an MP3. You can get it as the video. Of course, you can get access to all the other Kind of Funny content, things like the in-review for MCU. We just recorded about the Guardians holiday special. That'd be up there because all of our feeds are on one feed now on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Uh, you can support the show and watch us record it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching and listening later on youtube.com slash kindoffunny and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Housekeeping for you. In case you missed it, Right before break, a new X-Cast went up, and it was our Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 review. That's up on YouTube.com slash games, And, of course, podcast services around the globe. Look at Gary over there. You know what I mean? Just look at him. I was going to say look at Mike and his crazy hair because, uh, like, I haven't seen Mike in, like, a week and a half. Yeah. And so I, I, I see him in the office today with his fresh cut. So seeing him with, uh, with this long hair right here, it's crazy. Well, here's my problem with Mike and a lot of the people we work with, Barrett and Tim. Tell me. Lower your goddamn chair. Everybody is so worried about being short in this organization that they're bringing hey, the chairs up hey, here. They're bringing the chairs hey, up here. Cut stop back. Stop being so fucking tall then. But Rewind Mike it two too. seconds. Rewind it two seconds. And what do you see? You see Mike towering over Gary Witta. You know what I mean? This is, looks I keep like telling Mike that he needs to lower his chair. I, I don't like one, especially it got to the point where in this wide shot, I could see his legs. I could see the top of his legs, and I told him, I was like, Mike, we got we to gotta stop that. And he was like, all right, all right, Slappy. I love it. We've given the kids too much control over their own shows. So we got to step in. Yeah. Somebody's got to stop this. Got to take them down a notch, literally. Uh, if I didn't stress it to you in the front, we just did MCU in review for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. It is hot. It is fresh. It is going up as we speak on, of course, the in review podcast and YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Of course, Patreon for no ads and yada, yada, yada. I do want to say just uh, like that is an amazing shout out. You should check that out. The kind of funny side of things been killing it, but kind of funny games right now. I don't think it's ever been this popping off for the November, December season. Ah. I know normally it's like, oh, hey, cool, like fall releases and stuff. But that hasn't really been a thing for like five years at this point, it feels like. Game releases are now just throughout the year. But right now, the amount of reviews we have coming out, the amount of previews, the Game Awards coverage, like this is about to be an insane three weeks of Kind of Funny Games content. So stay tuned. Gamescast, Xcast, PSI Love You, Games Daily, all of the things, live reactions. We're here for you, baby. We're going to be here for you. Partying down, doggy dog, having so much. Everybody's going to have a lot of fun. Don't worry about it. Uh, if that wasn't good enough for you, too bad. We got to do a show, so that's all it is. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Christopher Rodriguez, uh, The Kind of Funny, Destiny 2, PC Clan, Tall Tree 81, Joseph A. Carlson, 1UP Pest Control, Carrie Palmer, Elliot, Brian Chaney, Trevor Starkey, Super Daddy Kyle, Undertopian, David Mindtel, The Mind Free, Eric Velasquez, Scotty Wyatt, Alex Greedel, Al Tribesman, uh, James L, J I'm sorry, Jason L, James Davis, aka at James Davis makes Mick at Dananobiologist Abramson, Ryan T from Tennessee, Derek Gregg, and Donald Eccles. Today we're brought to you by Chime, Shady Rays, and Mint Mobile, but we'll tell you about that later because we're gonna start where we always do with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Seven items on the Roper Report. A big Dozen. Number oh, one. 
Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sell over 10 million units in their first three days. This is Adam Bankhurst at IGN.com. Not only has Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sold an impressive 10 million combined units within the first three days of launch, they also account for the highest global sales level of any software on any Nintendo platform within that time frame. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, uh, Violet launched globally on no- Violent, uh, November 18th, 2022, and these sales figures from Nintendo include both packaged and downloadable versions. The newest entries in the legendary Pokemon franchise mark the second outing of the mainline franchise following Pokemon Sword and Shield. For comparison, Sword and, Sh- Sword and Shield sold over 6 million units in their first week, which was a record for the fastest-selling Switch title at the time. The the Switch has seen plenty of Pokemon titles since 2017, including Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, These sales numbers uh, were reached despite some glaring technical issues plaguing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, That being said, the game surrounding those bugs appears to be something special. Uh, Benji Sales had more on Twitter that said Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sold an incredible, unbelievable, sorry, uh, 10 plus million units in three days, including four plus million units from Japan alone. It is the biggest Pokemon launch ever, biggest Switch launch ever, biggest Nintendo launch ever, and biggest console exclusive launch of all time. Timothy, how do you feel about this? You were on the fence for a long time leading up to this game. Then you you went home early to play it on the final day of work that I was here. Where are you at now with Pokemon? Oh, Greg, you've missed a lot. Yeah? A lot has changed. Okay. A lot, a lot, a lot has changed. I wouldn't even say I was on the fence. I was more um, yelling, get the fuck off my yard wow, wow. with an AK-47. Damn. Being okay. Like, I'm not down with this. I sure. Am, I am standing against Pokemon like they've gone too far and they need to change. They need to fix some shit or else I'm just out. And that, that that's going to affect you. Pokemon Company and Nintendo. You'll, you'll feel this when I walk week, away. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then what happened was, and to keep this brief, because people have heard the story many times at this point, Blessing started playing. He's like, Tim, I don't know. I think this might be it. This this one, it, you know, it runs like shit. It's yeah. absolutely horrible technically. But like, dude, this is the Pokemon game we've been waiting for. And now, mind you, I don't know if you remember, me and Bless were the ones that played Brilliant Diamond last year. And we were the ones that were like, you know what? No. Like this is this is where you're, they're boring. Infamous. Damn. Put that on the thumbnail. Damn. Boring coming yep. out of a Pokeball. Okay. Yeah. And so him saying that, I was like, all right, we've been talking a lot about this on Games Daily. I know your thoughts here. We seem a little bit like minded about this, so I'm getting a little bit excited. You know. You're feeling a little bit. And I'm feeling it. And then and then I heard Andy, and he was <laughs> like, oh man, the tutorial stuff at the beginning lasts a long time. I'm like, that's the shit I hate most. I'm out. I don't think I'm. I'm not I, doing it. Mm. But then I start playing, Greg. And that one hour turns to two hours, turns to three hours, turns to now one of my favorite Pokemon games of all time. Whoa. I can't believe it. I cannot Whoa. believe how much I love this game. Easily, easily top three best generations of Pokemon. Um, debatably higher. I don't know yet where wow. this is finally going to sit. And yes, we, I don't need to reiterate for the bazillion time the technical issues and problems this game has. Because how many times has this game crashed on me, Greg? Ask me. Look it's- me in my eyes and ask me. Tim, how many times has this game crashed on you? At least 15. Jesus Christ. At wow. least 15. What version are and you playing? Violet. Okay, I'm playing Violet. I have not run into anything that anybody has been talking about. I've seen some tiny frame drops every once in a while, but I somehow lucked out, and I have, like, a, a great version of this game. Oh, I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I don't think I've ever seen it hit 30 frames per second, any bit of it. Like, it, it, it this is an utter disaster, technically, for me. Like... <laughs> It, there's no even like sugarcoating it or trying to find a way around it. Like there's some people that are, oh it's not been that bad. 
I need to see what you're seeing. Because, like, my version is, it's just as close to unplayable as it could possibly be on uh, Docked. Like, uh, it, is, it is so, so damn bad. Undocked, it, it's a little bit better, but that's mainly because uh, it doesn't make me as motion sick, seeing how horribly it's running. I, like, I, it's did see, I did see some internet talk about, uh, depending on what kind of SD card you have, if, like, you're saving the the game onto an SD and, like, maybe the speed isn't there and stuff like that. I don't know if that really has any effect to it. It, it felt like a lot of mumbo-jumbo, but... it try, I tried it all. Bless wow. hit me up with this thing. I yeah. transferred it. I did it all. It's... No. It's just... This game is fucking broken, and it doesn't fucking Great. work, and it sucks. It sucks that this is the way things are, and it sucks that... They, it will never change. Why won't it change? 10 million copies sold. With why that, try? Like, why try hard? When why you try? Change? They're just going to put out more versions. And it's just going to keep going. That's all. It is what it is. I was running around Illinois all yet last week. Yeah. Has there been any statement from Nintendo no, or the Game, game Freak? Statement. People, if you expect a statement, I, I would be shocked. Just like, hey, we're thinking of a we're working on a patch. No way. Okay. I don't. I don't think that's happening. Okay. I don't think. I don't think a patch can fix this. Okay. I think it's fundamentally broken. Like I think that there's just there's it is way too ambitious for what. They're trying to do also running on Switch hardware. There's so many factors coming into play here. They're working on the DLC. They're working on a remake of some other generation. They're working on some other shit. They are not. They're light years like, away from yeah. this. They don't care. If we end up getting a patch or something, like I, I would be very surprised. And if we do, I don't think it's going to be, um, hey, we're fixing the problems. I think it's just going to be, here's an update. Yo, here are the problems. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, Greg, real talk. I freaking love this game. I can't believe how high quality the Pokemon experience is in this game. It really is. What does that mean? The most you? quality of life okay. stuff, getting rid of as much bullshit as possible. Easily the best story we've had since Gen 5, like for sure. They keep it simple. All the stories add up together. Um, it's fun to just explore. It's faster than a lot of the Pokemon games have sure. been. The gym leaders are interesting. It's not all perfect. Like the, the challenges before the gyms are inconsistent still, and they need to, to work on all that stuff. But the level of trainers in this game, the the amount of personality so many of them have, the rivals fantastic. The new Pokemon are great. The amount of old Pokemon that are like the classics are there, accessible in exciting ways. Seen Porygon? Seen Porygon um, I have yet? not seen a Porygon yet, but like being able to see a Flareon in the wild is exciting to me. It's cool. Like I feel like they have such a great balance of the mysticism of what makes Pokemon special yeah. where I'm like, oh my God, I never would have expected to see that here. And then you see a new one. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Is that a Pokemon or is that like some weird thing in the background? I'm like, oh no, it's a Pokemon. Like th this is cool. Like there is so much wonder that I'm finding from this game. I am so in that. Like I'm doing every single thing possible. That's like, awesome. I'm catching them all. Great. Yeah, yeah. And I'm doing all the, the extra stuff, but the game presents it in a way that like, it makes you want to do that. And it's super, super fun. I think that the world is well realized for what they're trying to do in terms of shepherding you from one gym to the other or one legendary to another or whatever it is. The amount of content in this is perfect for me so far. Um, I wonder, like, real, real, real endgame stuff. It doesn't seem like it has... I know there's, like, a tournament thing, but I don't know if it has, like, a Battle Frontier or, like, some of the more acclaimed things that uh, um, Emerald had or okay. uh, Black and White 2 had. Um, that I think are really the the extra special Pokemon things, um, but dude, it's I'm very excited. For, I know you've been interested in giving this one a shot. I started, uh, I built my character, okay. but it was that thing where I built it and then put it in the bag to go to Thanksgiving, and there was it not one break in time. Well, that and also, okay, if you just started it, like you need to, you clearly have never played a Pokemon game before, so they need to tell you every single fucking step of how it, to play this. Dude, this is game. one of those things where it's like hilarious to me of like the differences between how I enjoy a game and how Pokemon fanatics enjoy a game where, you know, uh, on launch day, Jen and I both downloaded it. Jen is 
so a Pokemon player like you just loves them, plays them all. You know, this is the one that no matter what is happening, she's going to get, she's going to play. And she made time for it in Chicago. I played Marvel snap and would drift to sleep on the couch as a real dad would. Right. But, uh, we're both downloading it and I'm sitting, I snuggle in and I'm happily playing or whatever next to her or whatever. And then she would start talking about things. I'm like, how are you that far ahead? And she's like, how are you not here? And I'm like, well, I'm reading. I'm like, I'm listening to this guy. She's like, no, skip all the dialogue. I, she, I, we don't need to know this. I'm like, but I do. I want to be. I, she's like, you've played Pokemon before. You know what they're saying. But I'm like, I need to meet these characters. I need to understand what they want me to do. What's the deal with this school? You know, exactly. Yeah, right. I, I, I will the, say, guys, like the dean of students is just talking to me on my first day. All right. I got to listen to what he's saying. I, I think that this is the best cast of characters that we've had. In, in so damn long. And it's because they all kind of work together story-wise and it makes sense how it all adds up and like the focus on the school. I even just love the idea that there, there's this school that they go to, there's a weird little time jump and then it's like, cool, now all the kids are going out in the world. It explains why there's a bunch of trainers in this area doing the things that they're doing. Yeah, And like just even that that level of like, grounding the story into something that isn't like this insane like the world's gonna end and all this stuff and yeah, also yeah. you're trying to be a champion at the same time everything feels connected in, in a in a good way so like i'm with you where i think that you 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 personally are actually gonna get a lot of out of listening to these damn teachers talk to you about shit i can't wait it's on there it's to do it time. Yeah, i just yeah. got my uh, eighth gym bad uh badge last night i'm very excited hell yeah dude yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to get to it uh, probably on the other side of these final couple reviews that we need to knock out for the end of the year. Uh, but then I'll be into it and see what's up. Or me and Blessing are going to go replay The Witcher next gen. We don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. We don't I mean, hey, that's going to be a nine-day experience, I'm sure, technically. But, Greg, I, I will say, because I, I haven't been able to talk to you about this, like, yeah. I, I cannot believe that in the same year, Game of Thrones came out with House of the Dragon, and I was like, oh, my God, I can love. I can love Game of Thrones again. Like, no matter how bad they wronged me, they can write me. And, and I'm all in again. Star Wars. Shows are inconsistent. Movies inconsistent. Some stuff. They come out with Andor. I'm like, oh, they can put out extremely high quality stuff. Yeah. Pokemon. I legitimately have never talked more shit <laughs> about a video game before it came out besides Scarlet and Violet. And I am like, damn. I was freaking wrong. I, I have not been this into Pokemon since I was like probably like What has this done to your Marvel Snap time, though? I mean, oh, my life's been difficult, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm, I don't game like that. I don't play games all the time. Like, you know what I mean? It's not sure. like one of those things where I'm playing multiple hours of games every single day. And I, for the last, like, month, I have been. It's just been such a good Tim Gettys month, man. God of War Ragnarok, yeah. Marvel Snap, yeah. Pokemon Scarlet Violet, other things. It's great. What level are you guys at in Marvel Snap? Because Alyssa just hit 54 or something like uh, over the oh, weekend. I worry about my collector level more than uh, anything. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm okay. coming up on 800 she, right Yeah, now. she's more on like the competitor, like let, let's rank up and like uh, I'm get usually, silver tier. Again, this is the thing where with Marvel Snap of I'm usually mid-40s. I think right now I might be lower because I didn't get to play that much. And when yeah. I, did, I, they, I was like jumping in and it was like, I'm like, what's going on? Oh, there's an ongoing thing going on right now. So everybody's kicking my ass with that because they're building decks around that. And, I, and it's like I can, uh, during the vacation, I could barely find time to play, let alone build a new deck for what the, was going on in the thing. So I was yeah. just trying to get my dailies and get out. They announced uh, next season with a, a video. I need to send it, you, it later. It's like a seven minute video, video breaking down a whole bunch of Love shit. It. Yeah. So much cool shit coming. Let's talk about number two. We're still in the Pokemon Scarlet world, though. Uh, players claim Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's battle system RNG is rigged. This is Ed Nightingale over at Eurogamer. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet players have noticed that the RNG of the battle stadium is not working as intended. As shared on Reddit, user Lord Troll Demort uh, noticed that the accuracy of certain moves was rigged. And as the battle system in the game is 
And as the Battle Stadium is the game's ranked online mode, this could have serious implications. Essentially, Lord Trolldemort has guessed the RNG, random number generator, used to determine move accuracy actually uses the same seed number each time. That means accuracy of moves can be predicted for easy wins. What's more, powerful one-hit kill moves with low accuracy can be used at the right time for an instant win. As an example, the Reddit user noticed that Frost Breath, a move with 90% accuracy, would always miss if it was the first accuracy check of the match. Quote, I played 14 battles where Frost Breath was the first accuracy check since I started recording, and Frost Breath has missed 14 times. For those doing the math, that would be a 1 in 100 trillion chance if the RNG were working correctly, they said. Uh, over on Twitter, user Anubis uh, has also shared a video of their experience. Uh, the players haven't noticed uh, this with wild battles or terror raid battles, so it seems this may only be an issue with the battle stadium. Not surprised at all. This is ridiculous. Um, I don't play on like this is. It's I've seen a lot of criticism of criticism this last weekend, yeah. and a lot of it very valid in certain ways. Sure, but it does hit a certain point where I'm just like I've expressed why I like this game. I think very clearly. Um, I don't play online. I don't do a lot of these things, so it's like this shit doesn't affect me. I've seen Rebecca Valentine um, pointing out so many things about her experience that I'm just like it's unacceptable. Yeah. Like, the fact that Game Freak and Pokemon Company are putting out a game like this is just, it's a travesty that they can do it and are getting away with it and it's not going to change. Because so much of this is like, y'all, if the ambition is the excuse for this stuff not working, we need to, we need to pair this stuff back a, a fair amount. Because you can't have all the stuff in the game and have such a small portion of it actually work. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 and especially when this to the competitive scene is so important. Like this is the type of stuff that like they 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 need to fix this. All the other shit, the frames per second and stuff. Like I I want them to fix that. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. see them actually having to make those decisions and like put the effort into doing it. With this, I think that the Pokemon video game tournament side of things, the esports side of things, is so valuable to Pokemon as part of its ecosystem, which is why I think the rest of the problems are never going to be solved because. They don't have time to make the po print the Pokemon cards, uh, prep the TV show, and have the games come out. They all work in synergy, so it's like they need to happen at certain times in order to have the marketing beats all work. Um, but another part of those marketing beats is the big tournaments, the World Championships, and all that stuff that Pokemon and Nintendo themselves kind of push and cultivate communities for. Sure. Um, so I think that they need to figure this shit out because especially how early on it is with this, like competitive Pokemon fans, like you know how into it they are with the ivs the evs all this stuff oh yeah i know you know you know it. um they need to figure it out and i imagine this is going to be one of the one of the sooner things they fix compared to frame rate. the rest of the problems that i don't know will ever get fixed well god bless you go get the rng fixed this is what brought down the psn remember number three on the roper report and hey i'm gonna ask for a, a preemptive you're wrong as i read off in the top of the show we're gonna talk about pokemon an alien game that might be in the works etc i saw something in the chat go the alien story's already been debunked but nobody's written into you're wrong to say that yet. So get me a link to information while I read this. Uh, number three, a new AAA alien game is reportedly in development. This is Tom Henderson at Insider Gaming. Sources who have provided documents and information under the condition of anonymity have shown that a new AAA alien game is in development with a tentative holiday 2023 release. It's understood that the alien title, currently believed to be under the codename Marathon, is currently being developed for current generation consoles with a AAA budget. Sources have said that Grasshopper Manufacturer will be developing the project. The same source who provided the documentation and concept art of the Alien title has also said that 
an Alien Isolation sequel is either in development or is currently being pitched. The developer behind uh, the game wasn't given, uh, but presumably Creative Assembly could be uh, working on the project. For now, Insider Gaming uh, would li would like to report this. Uh, Let me try all this again. For now, Insider Gaming would like to report this title heavily under the rumor category until more corroboration or reports are provided. As we said, rumor. I'm waiting for anyone in kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to give me the thing of like, here's the debunking to it. But in general, where I'll go with Tim is you want to talk about a franchise that needs to be given a punch in the arm, a kick in the ass, and gotten out of that Hey, here's a double A forgettable game. It's Alien. Yeah. I know a lot of people liked Alien Isolation or at least the first three fourths of it or the first half of it before it went into whatever else it went into. You know, they did the Fire Team one recently that we had fun enough streaming for a couple nights or whatever. And I know Gary liked it. And we were just like, cool, we're killing a bunch of bugs. But like, it's like, oh, Alien as a franchise to me, and I, granted, I'm old as you know, but Alien as a franchise to me used to not mean something, but it was like a premiere. Oh, this is awesome. more Alien, blah, blah, blah. And then Alien 3 kind of came along and everything kind of went, it went down of like, oh, now it's just going to be in this weird Predator range of like, okay, cool. And that's fine. But it's like Alien as an Earth Defense Force game, like whatever. Like I don't get hyped to hear they're doing another Alien game. Yeah, it's, it is an interesting IP that feels like a lot of the, the licensing has been just thrown around for the last couple like decades, honestly, where like who has the game rights and now with the movie rights and with Disney buying Fox and all the stuff, like there's just been so much shifting that I'm not surprised we've seen a lot where I yeah. feel like everyone's just kind of taking their swing at it. Cause it, it is a brand name. Um, but I, I don't think that it's the type of brand name that like is going to change the world. Right. And that's like, fine too. Like, you know what I mean? I, not every game needs to be, but I just feel like, Oh, here I hear this, and I'm like, oh, this will be a double A. Totally. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. we know exactly what it is, and that could be fine. Uh, what I was looking for here is uh, someone in the chat said that Suda51 retweeted this, and I was like, that's interesting. So what I, What a nanobiologist has been working his butt off over here, and you're wrong. He got me a ga the Gamer article. Suda51 debunks rumor that Grasshopper is working on an alien game. So it seems like that's what's being debunked, is that they're not. it's not Grasshopper manufacturer, at least. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not seeing that. I am seeing that he... There was something he quote tweeted, but the tweet's been deleted by the original author, and there's just a bunch of Here questions. it is, here it is. The second rumor seems to have less evidence to support it than the first. Grasshopper Manufacturer's founder and CEO, Suda51, recently tweeted out his confusion at apparently being in charge of a studio that's making an alien game. In response to a tweet explaining the rumor, Suda51 didn't even bother to explain himself and simply responded with a series of question marks. The original tweet has since been deleted, but rock, rock, paper, shotgun snagged a screen grab, but it seems like a pretty definitive no there. I mean, maybe it's the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, situation where the guy who was directing that game didn't know until they announced it, you yeah, know? Yeah, like yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe. And also, I mean, like, <laughs> it could also be, I mean, it's video games, right? Like, getting a no from somebody also could be a yes because they just want to tell you yet. Yeah, that's but, true. And again, this maybe they're not the ones developing, maybe, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's a million ways to slice this. But in general, it's an alien thing. I'm just like, all right. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, too, that it's under the code name Marathon, Marathon, with Marathon just being talked about recently, too, sure. the yeah, yeah, Bungie yeah. game. So, yeah. interesting. Very interesting. Also interesting is number four in the Roper Report. Uh, the Witcher remake will be open world, CD Projekt Red confirms. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. CD Projekt Red has confirmed that its Unreal Engine 5 remake of 2007's The Witcher will be fully open world. Revealed during its third quarter financial results, CD Projekt Red briefly mentioned its announcement of The Witcher remake, saying that it will be a, quote, story-driven, single-player, open-world RPG, end quote. 
The studio had previously only confirmed that it would be another full-fledged Witcher game. Uh, but as the original is not open world, uh, there was still speculation whether or not the remake would reassemble, oh, sorry, resemble uh, the 2007 version or something closer to The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. CD Projekt Red didn't say anything about, uh, else about the new game, reiterating its point made on October that, quote, it's going to be a while until we can share more details, end quote. That's great news. It is. I love it, man. I, I'm such a big fan of, of remakes, especially in the era we're in now where the technology's there to allow them to feel like we remember them. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure, and sure, more sure, than sure, that, sure. even create new experiences like we've seen with Final Fantasy VII Remake and Resident Evil 2 Remake. Like, I just love that if they, they take the core idea but kind of like apply not just a new coat of paint on it, but like a new like methodology of of why they're even creating this, right? And them talking about like, it's going to be open world. It's like, that's cool. Like, like, let's take this idea that worked before. I mean, correct my ignorance here, but this implies that the first Witcher wasn't really open world. Correct. Right? The article says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that to me is cool that um, they're going to take the iconic story and characters and stuff and make it feel more like what people, what more 100%. people know of The Witcher, which is The Witcher 3. Because um, I imagine most people that have played Witcher 3 haven't played Witcher 1. So, correct. like, this is, like, that perfect kind of, like, we already got you. And we're gonna keep getting the Witcher. It. Witcher as a franchise and video game franchise, whatever, has the juice now. And you, when you think of it, you think of an open world yeah. RPG. You think mm-hmm. of it being able to go anywhere, see the question mark, do the thing. So yeah, this game had to have that. I'm glad they're doing it. It makes me, uh, I would say, infinitely more excited for it. Like you know, you bless joke around about you know kicking the tires on the next gen version, of The Witcher Three uh, over break here or whatever. But obviously, you know me, and you know that I hate playing the same story. So I would much prefer to go back in time and go, okay, here's a game I didn't play. But I know that I like Geralt, and I know what that world's like now. So what does it look like to play through and have it be this? So, again, it won't be soon, but what are you going to do about it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it needs to be, too. I think that's the, the cool thing, especially with Witcher getting the next-gen update right now for Witcher 3. Uh, and then CG Project Red, obviously very busy on stuff. They're working on the new Witcher. So it's like, yeah. just, it's cool to think that there is this pipeline that hopefully they're so much more, more figured out. Yeah, and Unreal Engine 5. Like, that's super exciting. This uh, weekend, I was uh, bouncing around a bunch of different games. And I was downloading something, so I was like, oh, fuck, I can't do what I want to do right now. What can I just pop into for a second? And I, I upload or just popped into the um, the Matrix Awakens, what was it called? The little Unreal 5 that, thing. Yeah. My God, it's just the most impressive-looking thing ever. And I was like, I can't wait till we're playing games in Unreal Engine 5. Because sure. it's just, it is so next level. It's next gen. It's like It's that next gen thing that... You know, playing God of War Ragnarok, we don't. We just think we're playing an amazing video game. We don't think, oh, we're playing next-gen video games. And, like, playing the Matrix thing, I'm like, oh, I see the potential here of what a next-gen video game could feel like. Not that that matters at the end of the day, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, 30 years Pokemon will look like that. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I highly doubt it. It might look like that, but it's going to run horribly. Here you go. Like, that's Keanu Reeves. God. That's not Keanu Reeves' Keanu Reeves. You know what I mean? That's him as so a robot. Good. That's him as, like, an AI robot man, right? I never did this demo. Should I do this demo? I, I told you demo? before, and you're like, I don't care about the Matrix. I'm like, I don't care you don't care about the Matrix. It's just, I'm busy. You know what it's I mean? It's like an hour. Look how Marvel Snap. It's an hour. That game's to play. Look how good he looks, though. You know? It's great. There it is. Look oh, now he's young. How did they do that? Whoa! That's the power of Unreal Engine 5. Wow. Wow. Oh, now he's, uh... Oh, I forget her name. Trinity. Yep. Uh, the actress name. Carrie Ann Moss. No. Thank you. No. Yep. Yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. you nailed it. Okay. Nailed it. I thought I missed that for a second, but I got it. That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want to miss, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. You 
can get a bevy of extra episodes. That's right, 38 bonus episodes, all exclusive to patreon.com slash kindoffunny each and every month. And of course, you get all those benefits of watching live while we record it, getting ad-free versions for the Kind of Funny podcast, the Xcast, PS I Love You, you name it. It's all on one Patreon feed at patreon.com slash kindoffunny. But I digress. What's important for right now is you're not on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Mint Mobile for sponsoring this episode. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. Mint Mobile lets you order and activate from home with eSIM while saving tons on phone plans starting at just $15 a month. I've had my mom using Mint Mobile long before this holiday deal, and I have to say, now is the perfect time to switch. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5g network use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and switch easily and effortlessly with eSIM. or if you need a new device for a limited time get six months of free service when you buy a select device and plan for a limited time buy any three month mint mobile plan and get three more months free by going to mintmobile.com slash kind of funny that's mintmobile.com slash kind of funny cut your wireless bill to 15 dollars a month at mintmobile.com slash kind of funny what's the first thing you do when you wake up is it checking up on your credit score i don't think so at chime that's exactly what they do with their secured chime credit builder visa credit card you can start to build credit with your own money their members see an increase of 30 points on average so start your credit journey with chime sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score get started at chime.com kf games that's chime.com kf games the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by stride bank na pursuant to a license from visa usa chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured chime credit builder visa credit card regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve out of network atm withdrawal fees may apply except at money pass atms at 7-eleven or any all point or visa plus alliance atm so again start your credit journey with chime Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash KF games. That's chime.com slash KF games. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool without breaking the bank this holiday season. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 shades for a fraction of the price and a fraction of that price during their biggest Black Friday sale ever. The best part about Shady Rays is their insane protection program featuring lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Dropped in the lake, off a cliff, anything. If you get the wrong style for yourself or someone else, no need to worry. Avoid the hassle and the forced thank yous with free 30-day exchanges and returns. You will either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. Act now for the best Black Friday selection. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their new. Number five on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. James Gunn confirms DC will make games connected to its film universe. This is, once again, Brian Dinsdale at IGN.com. DC Studios co-CEO James Gunn has confirmed that the new DC film universe will be linked to future video games that exist in the same canon. 
As reported by Eurogamer, Gunn was asked on Twitter if the DCEU, which now seems to be rebranded as just the DCU, and I will tell you right now, Ryan, it's not a seems thing. James has been on the record about this. DCU. Drop the EU. DCU. Will incorporate more forms of entertainment down the line, to which he replied, yes, most definitely. Quote, the DCU will be connected across film and TV and animation, he added. When another fan asked if there are plans for games to be connected to the DCU too, James replied plainly, yes. The upcoming Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game won't be part of this universe. However, as developer Rocksteady Studios uh, has already confirmed it's part of the Arkham world that includes Arkham Asylum and, no, oof, that's not right. This is what it says. What they mess up? As developer Rocksteady Studios has already confirmed that it's part of the Arkham world that includes Arkham Asylum and Gotham Knights. Oof. Uh, oof. Ryan, no. Gotham no. Knights not in the Arkham universe. We'd be looking <laughs> for Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, anything there in that main line of Rocksteady games. Yeah, but they wouldn't call out Origins. I agree that it's there and it's true. You're yeah. not wrong, but yeah. they're not going to call it. Blackgate Origins. Now, Blackgate, they definitely would call out. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, Tim? Yes. We talked a bit about this when the news broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was going on here, where we were going with it, what does this mean? Because it, it seemed hinted at that games could be in the universe as well. It's confirmed now. How do you feel about that? Um, I think it's really great. And I know that we've talked about video game MCUs a million times and like what that means is more just like, can it happen? Should it happen? Yeah. Video games work differently. They're developed differently than movies and TV shows and animated things and all of that. So there's levels of complication um, that I feel are hard to to hard if not impossible to address but hey it's impossible to have multiple franchises all be in one franchise and simultaneously work but yeah. the mcu seemed to pull it off yeah if anyone can make this happen i think it's james gunn because yeah. we're talking about somebody that is such a visionary has such an understanding of the mediums and the characters and the ip and how to make all those play well together like we're talking about a man involved in video games right lollipop chainsaw uh, he has a history with with um, with this, and he understands how they work, how they differ, how they're made. He cares about that stuff, respects that stuff. Do I think it's going to be a slam dunk? No. Do I think it needs to be inc- like incredibly intrinsically combined and connected in the way that MCU movies are? No, I don't think that will work. But we're talking about multiverse. We're talking about yeah. an audience that understands multiverse and that it can simultaneously exist. We don't know what this vision is for DCU yet. I'm hoping beyond hope that at some point soon we get James Gunn on a stage, maybe with a big video wall and a cool desk in front of him. James Gunn, you can use our set if you want um, to announce the future of the DCU of what that means. What does it even, what is the DCU, right? Where does it start? Where are we going? What past is involved there? And I imagine James is going to make it all canon to the multiverse. Yeah. Have a starting point. Be like, this is what it looks like. Here are some shows. Here are the movies, maybe some games. Just some announcements of potential titles. And I imagine that James Gunn's going to be pretty clear that a lot of things are going to change. You know, they're just, hey, here's the vision. Here's the plan we have. He already has been, right? I mean, I feel like even though he hasn't gone into specifics, the way he's used Twitter, the way he's talked to the audience, right? When he Mm -hmm. came out and did that Twitter thread that was like, hey, I haven't been on Twitter as much because me and I always forget the co-CEOs. Steven, I think. I have been so busy with our heads down on this. So obviously our relationship with you is going to change. We have seen you calling for the airs cut or whatever and back forth he's like we're focused on going forward and what we're doing with this and that's why we're changing it to the dcu and all those different things yeah but i think you're right about it and i think you know it's what i talked about on the, the day this came up on games daily right was the idea that the solution here is the multiverse and i know that you know we you joke around about it a lot of like how great the mcu's been at that with what if how you know spider-man and into the spider-verse and everything they've shaded out that way peter, peter saffron the the way that, that marvel's 
been like championing in pop culture the multiverse whereas back in the comics like that was always such a dc thing right and the crisis on infinite earths and earth you know the the many earths they've had and whatever (laughs) i think that's the easiest way to come in here and be like cool like we have mainline dcu the dcu is everything there's going to be this mainline set of films that are their own universe and doing all this different stuff but your hope would be that i mean and i know or my hope would be actually i guess as a dc fan right would be the idea that the cartoons the shows the TV, the games are all happening. They don't need to influence each other, but they could if they want to or whatever. But eventually you build to a cinema event that is Crisis on Infinite Earths. And it is all of a sudden what we saw on the CW, which did a great job of doing a bunch of shit I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. But you see that with a billion dollar budget. Mm-hmm. And you see Brandon Roth back as Superman and Tom Willing back as Superman and Michael Rosenbaum as Lex. And then you go and you bring in somehow the animation stuff and you bring in game characters similar to what we've seen so far with, uh, and I'm gonna, I am always say it wrong, I'm sorry, but Ahsoka, right? From mm-hmm. Star Wars, right? And the fact that she was able to go from Clone Wars to live action. And, you know, and I know there's been a bunch of I- I- examples of that, but that's my hope for it, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like at some point, even in the video game, it'll be easier or a cartoon, right? That's where you get somebody punching the source wall and reality fracturing. We see all these different shards that are maybe monolith Wonder Woman game. You know what I mean? Whatever else is happening, the Arkham universe. Like if they're going to just say everything is canon, but it's not necessarily the main world we're going to focus on, but the main world for TV is going to be this. The main world for that will be movies and stuff like that. That gets fun. That gets interesting. And it does open up the thing that you're not falling into the pitfalls of what we're talking about. Cause it, you know, I think the traditional world would have been, we are relaunching the DCU. This is the main cinematic universe. There's going to be a game that ties into it, and it'll be like a Telltale game, and it'll be the story thing, and yada, yada, yada. And they will make one reference in there that then gets contradicted by the next movie that somebody missed. And the hope would be that James and his team are on it, right? In the same way you talk about Kevin Feige and what they've been able to build and do there. But that is such a Herculean task, especially when you're talking about everything being fine. Definitely, and I, I know that I could talk about this stuff endlessly i'm i love it kind of built the studio for it exactly but i i love the um the there's something special about james gunn and that it's been that he's on both sides dc and marvel he's experienced it all from pretty much every level um he's been involved in superhero movies for a very long time now defining what they can be even um but now that he is in charge of dc and what the power that dc is giving him over the their ip yeah is something that kevin feige doesn't even have Right, Kevin Feige doesn't have full control over all of his characters and where they show up in every single way because of previous licensing sure. deals and X, Y, Z. With James Gunn, he can do whatever he wants with these characters. And what I hope that means is he gets to be more in control of some of the messier parts of what we love so much about the MCU. Like, how frustrating is it that there's a Sony universe and it right. is what it is? Right. But more so than that, how frustrating is it that they don't even seem to like care about the canon as much as we care about the canon of like, so, you're, so Morbius, so Vulture's in it, but which Vulture, what world are they in? What the fuck are you guys doing? James Gunn to me, I can totally see like defining the multiverse in a way where it's like, we have names for these universes and there are canons to these universes. It's all canon in one thing, but like, when you make this video game or make this uh, cartoon or make this movie, this TV show, whatever it is, are you in the this timeline, this timeline? Come up with names in the same way that in the, the comics, like Marvel Comics had the ultimate line. And yeah, like yeah. that was its own universe. We knew what that meant, that if the story was happening that was in the ultimate line, it all connected to every other ultimate title. There's the 616 universe. I feel like James Gunn 
really should, and I think he's going to define these lanes and 100%. define the the what the what the verses of the multiverse are, and there's limitless. But like, what are the focused ones they're going to do? That's the way that you get around it. Where now you're building up multiple lanes that people are excited for, and you could be into all of them and get the most out of it, or you could just do this, just do this. And I think that's cool because. That way, it doesn't need to be, oh, the games are their own universe. The movies are their own universe. It can kind of just like go back and forth into its own thing. And they're already kind of there with the Snyder situation. There's something if they wanted to have that be a, a universe. The um, the current, the Batman, Matt Reeves yeah. world that they have. Like they have these already defined to an extent universes that they can play with and add uh, games to or whatever it is. And this is like, I mean, where it gets exciting, right? Where if it, all right, it's all canon, but... For the most part, films, the main films connected universe are going to be Earth, whatever the hell it's going to be, right? You go that way and you get to that crisis on Infinite Earth thing and you suddenly can imagine it being, you know, Tyler Hoechlin stepping on a Superman, Michael Keaton being Batman, Mm -hmm. uh, Leslie Grace, right, being Batgirl from the movie we'll never even see. But we get to see her team go out there and kick some ass and stuff like that'd be fucking awesome to see that kind of thing. But I'm also talking about something I'd like to see in 10 years rather than anything. And that's my question for you, right, of like to dial this back into the conversation. You want to see him come out and have this presentation and talk about it and do the Kevin Feige mm-hmm. thing, or to a lesser extent, the Kevin Smith, uh, Jeff Johns thing, where they laid out everything that was going to happen in the DCEU and they talked about Green Lantern and all this shit that never came to pass, right? But you want to see that. When do you think you legitimately see something from James Gunn and Paul uh, Safari come out? Or was it Safari? Safran. Safari. Um, uh, come on, I mean, do this. He's all but said it's going to be this year. That they that they that we're gonna say something this year. What that means, how much they say, how they say it, I think is uh, we'll see. And it feels a little. What's weird he been to me. saying? I I missed that. I mean, he's been saying a lot. Like that's okay. the it's all it's. I mean, you see the way he tweets. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not like there's a public statement. It's just in response to somebody. He said something to the extent you'll, of like you'll hear more soon. Yeah, like oh, like like but by the end of the the year, you'll they'll something will be said or something like that. Yeah, Who knows yeah. what that means though, right? Yeah. Um. But I I do think that uh they know that they can't rush this. They like they have. To get this right this is the last ditch effort to have this be meaningful because if you mess up this fresh start then then the multiverse will always just be a disaster um and we see what happens when that's the case um but i'm i'm hopeful that we get something soon because we need answers going into these last remaining dceu things well, we like, got aquaman 2 uh, we got shazam shazam yeah and like those are those they're happening in the flash which oh, all this right god but it, <laughs> but if they figure this out soon enough and they make some statements, it's easy enough to shoot some post-credit scenes that just tie things together. And then it's like this nice little bow and being like, cool, now we can move on and move forward in a way that we're all as genuinely excited about DC movies as we want to be. I think that's the ultimate goal here is to be excited about these movies and not feel the way I do going into Black Adam. Blue Beetle, too. Blue Beetle. Well, no, Blue Beetle is interesting because, uh, oh, no, 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 they did change it to a theatrical yeah, I mean, that, that movie is being shot. Like, it is, it exists. Batgirl exists. Well, see, yeah, a lot of things exist till they don't. Yeah, but, I mean, with James Gunn in charge, I, I, I can imagine, James Gunn is a, is a creator-focused person. Yes. Right? So I can see him doing everything he can to make sure that these projects that people are working on see the light of day. If they just need a little rapper in some way to I'll explain. Swirl. that That's the thing. There's yeah. so many things that can happen here. I'm so excited. How this relates to video games, I don't know. Do I expect that in the next two months they can come out and name a bunch of movies or at least name a bunch of characters that are going to get movies or shows? Yeah, that's a little easier to do because you can just green light things, things can change, whatever. Yeah. Video games don't work that way. So I don't know. I don't expect them to come out and be like, here's the 10 video games we're working on. I, I still think it'll just be as simple as 
everything's canon, whatever. So the Arkham universe will get a number, right? Monolith Wonder Woman universe will get a number. And God, things I will still that. move on, and they'll, they'll have the, you know, by the time you get a Wonder Woman game, right, you'll have the unified whatever DC opening screen is now that hopefully, you know, drives home that it's a multiverse, and you move on from there. And so again, cool. like, you know, there is the ability that Wonder Woman could cross over into an animated thing and be that Wonder Woman, or, you know, into a movie and be played by somebody. Right? I would love it. It's going to happen, though, Greg. It's going to all build up in Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's going to be like the big DC thing. Then what do they do? Marvel vs. DC. It's going to happen one day. Oh, sure. Disney will it's going to happen it. in our lifetimes. Yeah, whether they buy it or they come to a Sony-style agreement, I do think that we will see Marvel vs. DC in by 2035. You're crazy, As Tim. a movie or the game? Movie. Boone's always talking about Movie. Okay. That'd be fucking open. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Open. I read some over there. Uh, number six on the Roper Report, Microsoft's ac acquisition of Activision is likely to face an FTC lawsuit. This is Josh Sisko. Man, I'm struggling today. First day back out of the gate. Josh Sisko at Politico. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission is likely to file an antitrust lawsuit to block Microsoft's $69 billion takeover of video game giant Activision Blizzard, maker of the hit games Call of Duty and Candy Crush, according to three people with knowledge of the matter. A lawsuit would be the FTC's biggest move yet under Chair Linda Kahn to rein in the power of the world's largest technology companies. It would also be a major black mark for Microsoft, which has positioned itself as a white knight of sorts on antitrust issues in the tech sector after going through its own grueling regulatory antitrust battles around the world more than two decades ago. A lawsuit challenging the deal is not guaranteed, and the FTC's four commissioners have yet to vote out a complaint or meet with lawyers for the companies, two of the people said. However, the FTC staff reviewing the deal are skeptical of the company's arguments, those people said. The investigation remains ongoing, but much of the heavy lifting is, being, is completed, including depositions of uh, Microsoft's chief executive officer and Activision's head, of course, Bobby Kotick. Uh, the people with knowledge of the investigation said, uh, if the agency does move ahead with a case, it could come as soon as next month, said the people, all of whom were granted anonymity to discuss a confidential matter. The FTC declined to comment. It continues. Will it ever end? Will it ever end? I mean, it's going to end eventually. I, I'm almost positive that this is just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. Activision is going to be owned by Microsoft. I yeah. truly think that's... You would, I would think so too, right? Because it's just the argument of like, even though this is a big company buying a big company, right? Or a bigger company buying a big company. Like, there still are so many other video game publishers. It, 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 you know what I mean? Like, it's not like... This is a legitimate monopoly. Have we gotten to that point where it is Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo fighting for the scraps before, and then there is nobody who's independent? No, and I think that would be the case you'd bring to, because this is a big issue, obviously, mm -hmm. so you're dealing with it from a broad sc scope at the top of it. If you were going to go into this lawsuit and deal with it, I think eventually it would rule in Microsoft's favor because there's, hey, what are you talking about? Look at all these other games that are being published that are out there. Yeah. So it's just, you know, we're just going through it now, and we're going to keep having to talk about this and keep having quotes taken out of context and made really weird, and I'm man. not looking forward to it, Greg. Oh, man. Boo-hoo. So you have something to talk about on this show. Boo-hoo. No, but it's not. It's you don't not even know a fucking porygons in the it game. It gets so me, difficult because it just turns into this freaking fanboy bullshit. Like, it just turns into console war nonsense of, like, taking these quotes and, like, look how stupid PlayStation is, and it's just like, look how stupid you are. Sure comprehension greg sure reading and listening I agree. listening yeah, dumb andy was on interview today andy's so stupid they filmed this in so kevin dumb. baker's house you <laughs> moron we talking about uh number seven on the roper report Love and final that. story on the roper report for your monday a 12 person co-op starship trooper games has been announced this is tom ivan at vgc we have the trailer here we go running around i don't want to read i want to look at the trailer 
Were you a big Starship Troopers guy? I've never seen it. Oh, okay. So no. I, I watched it like half as a kid. And I was like, I'm not really my, my jam, but I understand people love it. I was always really confused because I know everybody loves Starship Troopers and they talk about it as if it's like the best thing ever. But yeah. I always thought they were obsessed with Galaxy Quest. Oh. Another movie oh. I've never seen. Sure. But Great. I like, saw Blockbuster a million times, like the, the box. Yeah, sure. Tim Allen. I was like, all right, cool. I didn't expect people to be like this hardcore about a Tim Allen project, but hey. I didn't watch da- Galaxy Quest either. Mm. Uh, anyways, though, Starship Troopers Extermination, a 12-player squad-based co-op FPS inspired by the 1997 film, <gasps> has been announced. Uh, set for release next year via Steam Early Access, it's the latest game from Offworld Industries, the Canadian developer and publisher behind Tactical FPS Squad, and most recently, the 50v50 multiplayer shooter Beyond the Wire. According to the official blurb, Starship Troopers Extermination puts players on the far off front lines in an all-out assault against the arachnid menace work together to complete objectives restore no i'm sorry acquire resources build and defend your base of operations and then escape to the extraction point together end quote starship troopers extermination will include three playable classes assault support and defense a class progression system five unique bug types quote a massive map with five unique zones and a ping communication sip <laughs> communication system among other features Go get them, Starship Trooper fans. This yeah. seems like this is back to Earth Defense Force and all that other stuff. This could be this would be fun to play with your friends to stream with. But I um, mean, the, the what I love about this is Starship Trooper seems like the right IP level for sure. for the type of game you're talking about. Whereas what you're saying about Aliens, I think does hold up. Where yeah. Aliens, I don't think does, but could have more prestige to it, right? Yeah. Um, I just feel like it is a little bit higher of a. I mean, I, I guess it is like the Cameron effect, right? Like if you're in one of the like the. Best directors and like the the yeah, yeah, like yeah. like most popular directors of all time like made a, a movie in your franchise. It's like all right, well, there's something there, right? In the same way that I feel like Terminator has a little bit more something special juice to it. Um, but even that, I think, is also stuck in. A, I don't expect a Terminator game to be good. Yeah, but I course. should. Yeah, you, you want know? it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas Starship Troopers, like I I like a 12 player co op game. I like how weird that is. You know, like 12 just seems like such a somebody thought It's going the that. opposite way, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, oh, it's a fire team of three. Oh, okay, you can play with four of your friends. To go 12, you're like, all right, cool. You're- There's a choice being made here that hopefully, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know, but like applies to the IP somehow. Of like, oh, that makes sense. I'm excited about that concept. Sure. But uh, this seems cool. I, I, I would prefer this than another Aliens game because like this at least feels like, I don't expect it to you're be good. You're something. You're trying something. You're trying something, and you're trying someone with an IP that like could, could hit the right level of success put it on game pass well it'll be on steam early access next year but tim next year is still so far away if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grop shops where would i go the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday yeah today world of warcraft dragon flight it's an expansion that's on pc vampire survivors has added a new character as well as a challenging new stage and it's 1.1 update out today new dates for you melatonin will be out on december 15th for pc gotham knights free four-player co-op mode heroic assault comes out tomorrow and i know you're excited about that but fuck straight off with that ladies and gentlemen because tomorrow Marvel's Avengers tweets, it's here. And it's here at Ames Cloning Lab, where the Scientist Supreme clones the Avengers' greatest foes. Uh, infiltrate the facility on November 29th when update 2.7 goes live for all players. Of course, that's all well and good. The Cloning Lab Fran played two years ago. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, the Winter Soldier tomorrow 
And guess what I'm doing? I'm dragging Joey, Joey Noel, dragging her into the gameplay lab tomorrow. We're streaming some Avengers tomorrow because she wanted to see Bucky in action. She is Will she Sebastian immediately Sam. quit? Will she immediately quit and say, whoop, this wasn't great? And it's me and Mike just play something else or I just leave? She'll hang Maybe. on for her boy Bucky, I believe. Avengers isn't that bad. It isn't. It's a fun no, game. No, like there, there's too. fun to be had there. It's not like, oof, I'm, I'm fucking out of this. It's yeah, fun. we say that, but I, and again, I was, I've been away. Bucky Martin's not looking super hot in some of the stuff they put out. People are like, oh, my God, his hair. One of the official things they put out has have his hand like, like clipping through his thing, and it's like a promotional image. It's like, you guys didn't, you didn't think this one through when you put this on? <gasps> but I'm excited. I, I, I like Bucky. I want to play Bucky, so I'll see what's up. We'll see what's up tomorrow. Uh, if you want to see what's up right now, there's a deal of the day for you. Sonic Frontiers is $29 on Amazon for Switch and Xbox, $35 for PS5 because you got to play that PlayStation to X. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to say Bucky does not look hot in this picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not like this is concept art. If you scroll, you're on there, right? So just scroll back a bit, close this out, and then just scroll down. Yeah, okay. No, keep going. I'll show you. I mean, that's him, obviously. But yeah, this is the one. Watch this. His, is this the one? No, maybe not. But people are talking about his hair here for sure. Yeah. There's one gif coming up eventually where it cuts through, but yeah, we don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. But if you want to make fun of Bucky, you can go to the Avengers Twitter. We'll see. Oh, that's a cool Captain America suit. I haven't bought that yet. Haven't bought that yet. We'll see if it, tomorrow's the day, you know. And also, is this the fond farewell? You know what I mean? Are we ever? Is this getting, it? Yeah, you know, you is know? the end of the game, Bucky? You know what I mean? We've been waiting three years. Scott Porter, though, friend of the show, friend of the show, Scott Porter. That is exciting. Yeah, but yeah, man. Okay, I'm happy for you though, Greg. Honestly, like, are, like, like, I know uh, there's jokes every which way, but like, are you excited for more Avengers? Like, even if it is maybe the end. I mean, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I really enjoyed my time with Avengers. I played a lot of Avengers. I can't imagine tomorrow turning it on and Bucky is so good that it brings Golfar back and Tam back and Simon back and Sean back and Fran back and we're back on it and doing it. And not to mention there's so much else to play right now. Yeah. Where it's just like, to jump in there, I think it would need, like, I, I for this, I'm, gonna, I'm excited to play tomorrow and see and go back and yada, yada, yada. But, like, Hey, cool. Cloning labs are there. And like, all right, cool. I, I don't want to grind for the raid. Like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to do the same things over and over again. War for Wakanda, or yeah, War for Wakanda, the expansion was awesome, right? Because it was story. It was a new environment. It was a new mission. It was all these different things and blah, blah. It was like, okay, cool. That's what I want out of it. New character drops are fine, but they're not enough to make me come back and just play. But because Bucky's a shadow character for Cap, it looks like, and I'm a Cap main, oh, yeah. I'm excited to see how he plays. Because like they did the Jane Foster drop for Thor, and I'm like, ah, I just I don't like playing Thor, period, so I'm not going to drop back for Jane. Interesting. Is this the same level of content as we got for like the Hawkeye? No. Even less than that. This is just a character drop. So it's like Spider-Man. Yes. You're getting in Jane Foster, where you're going to get it, and there'll be an iconic mission chain for it, and there's going to be new VO on the ships and stuff like that, but you're not getting like new cutscenes, new story, new whatever as it pushes it forward, so... We'll have to wait and see. Mm. Uh, but no, like, am I super excited? No, I, I plan to play it and then have to deviate back to all the stuff I'm reviewing or trying to play and uh, yeah. whatever. But hopefully I'm wrong and then we all get back and we'll have a great time for it. But I'll see. Uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screwed up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and listening on podcast services around boom, boom, the globe. Um, I'm not. That's weird. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Nathan Payson says James Gunn has stated that there will be a presentation to key individuals of Time Warner later this year. Not that the public will know by the end of this year. The initial tweet was misleading, and he's since corrected it. Cool. That's nice. That excites me. Honestly, I don't want them to rush this. Like, I want them. I want pomp and circumstance. I want a big ass. Like. Yeah. 
Here's the plan. We're doing this. Let's Comic-Con, get hyped. You think? Ooh, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe oh, it's fandom. Oh. Bring back the dome. There right, we go. We're going back never to the dome, it. everybody. The dome, guys. Uh, you're fun. And then nanobiologist says uh, Ryu, Kami, and Akuma, and more from Street Fighter. Uh, Ryu, Kami, Akuma, and more Street Fighter scans are out today in Fall Guys. So there you go. If you want to get mm. down on that, uh, if you want to get down on this show all week long, it's going to be here. Of course, you know that. Kind of Funny Games Daily comes at you each and every morning with the nerdy news you need to know about. Watch live youtube.com slash kind of funny games, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Listen later on podcast services around the globe. If you hate uh, all the ads, go, of course, to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you get the show ad free. You get 38 episodes of bonus content each and every month. You'd be able to watch the games cast live as we record it and get it ad free. You can catch Cliff Blazinski on the kind of funny podcast this afternoon live ad free. And of course, you can get all those other shows on demand, ad free, or whenever you want them. MP3s, YouTube videos, you name it, we got it. Mm-hmm. And in terms of kind of funny games daily, uh, your host for this week look like this. Uh, Tuesday, it's going to be me and Blessing. Wednesday, it's going to be Blessing and me. Thursday, it'll be Blessing and Tim. Friday, Tim and Blessing. If you're watching live on Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games right now, uh, KFFL is live right after this. It's going to be Mike. It's going to be Andy doing another se- uh, a week of the KFFL season as they gear up for the Super Bowl and see if. The kind of funny 49ers can make it. I'm rooting for them. Remember, you can get that youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services. Nope. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Mm-hmm. It's one of the shows you go up only you gotta watch this video because it's people playing video games. I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.